Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies. Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We hope you guys are doing well. This week, I've got a friend of yours, somebody that you love and somebody that you trust, Jill McNichol, that I've asked to be back with us this week. Jill, how are you doing, friend? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day to join me on a podcast. Jill, several of the ladies have commented you were at Priority and obviously played our MC, and everybody loves you. But there was something you specifically shared, and that was the topic of language Olympics and literacy and how we could get involved. And I have had a lot of outreach on that topic from women across the state. So, friend, that's why I've invited you back in, just to um, just to be able to share some more details of that. So, because I think I think the women are interested. How can they get their their arms wrapped around this program? So, thank you. You are quite welcome. That excites me to hear. There's interest in something that is very personal to me. So. That's good. Hey, I, I want to talk about that serious, but I want to, um, the ladies would want me to ask questions for you. Um, how many hats are you wearing today? <laughs> today, I just have on the captain hat, and <laughs> tonight I will have on the uh, public committee hat. So. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Are, are you changing any more rules in your office place? Not lately, but, uh, you know, there's always that uh that potential as things arise. <laughs> That's awesome. Ladies, if you're listening and you weren't able to join us at Priority, Jill Jill shared how we wear different hats in life. And she talked a little bit about literacy um, and things that we could do and get involved. She talked about Mission Illinois. At one point, she was talking about frisking one of her preschoolers that I was even scared to get on stage with her. I thought she was getting ready to frisk me. So, so Jill, you had us all laughing, friend. We appreciate you. Now, ladies, if you're listening, now some people, if you don't see them, some people are um, um, ready to send her to Vegas for stand-up comedy. So I don't know what God has in her future, but but she does retire in how many days, Jill? Let's see, a year and almost three months. I've got three months and about uh, 14 days left, I guess. <laughs> you're on a countdown, girl. God's yeah. going to use it. God's going to use it. So good deal. Well, let me jump on into the conversation that I wanted to have because I, I wanted today's podcast to specifically be able to share some more details with the women. So, Jill, bring us bring bring us up to speed. Get us back in. What are, what are we talking about language Olympics? Tell us why literacy is important. Tell us why um, us helping um, people be able to read is an important thing that we can do as a church. Well, I'll go back to my uh, quote from Chet Cantrell that children from first to third grade learn to read and children third grade on read to learn. And he said, if there was one thing that a church could do to help kind of hit that poverty and the crime and all that good kind of stuff that happens when people can't read, it's to make sure the children in your circle of influence know how to read. And I don't know in your church, but in our church, we have children that come without parents, and they're from home lives that are not ideal. And when I see one of these little ones come in at age three, I think this is my opportunity. God has given me this opportunity not only to reach them spiritually, but to get a base of education-wise uh, mm-hmm. to begin their pre-reading skills then. And so... 
there, you know, there are necessary resources in life to keep going, air and food and water. But to truly succeed in the world that we live in and to look forward with hope, there has to be knowledge. There has to be friends. There has to be a support system. Mm-hmm. There has to be a sense of purpose and hope. And if the child can't read hope or spell hope, it's hard to give them that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's why it's important to me. Uh, you know, that teacher background in me comes out when, when you're talking about little ones learning because yeah. they love to soak up knowledge. And on that same level, not even the little ones, but on a day-to-day basis, I see folks coming in my office that are 50, 60, 70, and have never learned to read sufficiently to be able to be successful in life, filling out a job application, Mm -hmm. navigate reading the instruction manual when they get a new job. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I just see this literacy as a a not age defined. It covers all ages. Mm, That's good. That's good. And Jill, remind our listeners where God has you positioned as far as work. Because when you say, I see people coming in, let them know where God, what what is your job so that they can understand why you do see so many people that you're able to give us a broad perspective of what the needs are in our community. For the past 27 years, I have been employed by the state of Illinois through the DHS office, which is most people call it public aid. And I started at the front desk in clerical. And I am now the administrator of a local office. And so I oversee now a whole lot of employees, whereas Mm -hmm. before I was dealing with the customers. But I spent 19 years as an AFDC or TANF caseworker. Those are folks that receive both cash, medical, and food stamps. They get every program that we offer. And so... Over 19 years of being a caseworker dealing one-on-one with folks, you begin to learn uh, where the gaps are in their Mm -hmm. learning and where the gaps are in their support system. And so it just allows me to see poverty in a way that is up close and personal. And I remember starting this job. And when I started, I looked at the income standards for poverty and had no idea that I was living in poverty. Mm. I realized when I started, I could have been eligible for food stamps and had no idea. Mm. So it's not just the poor and illiterate um, that I see, but it's those that have have just not that support system to be able to move them on to next steps. Ladies, if you're listening, Jill had shared that Chet from Christian Activity Center had challenged us a few years ago, maybe four years ago, I don't know, at Missions Expo. And he was talking about poverty and he was sharing about what every church member needs to know about poverty. And, and you know, there's a difference between not having money to get along versus poverty. And there's a mentality that comes with poverty, you know, and that's, that's what he was there to help us have more of an understanding to know how to interact and reach and help meet needs to hopefully share the gospel with people that that's in poverty. But during that, he made a statement and, you know, cause we were talking about folks, he's, um, he served his ministries in the East St. Louis area. And um, so they see high incarceration rates and, you know, gangs, things like that. And what Chad had shared with us is that it had been proven that poverty can lead to a whole lot of other things too, or we think poverty can lead to incarceration or, you know, living on the streets or different things. But he brought it back down to us and said, literacy 
can lead to the poverty that can lead to all these other things. And at the same time, we had been studying, you know, ladies, we had been studying and hearing about um, a curriculum that was available for literacy, you know, to help people tutor, to be able to read. And when Chet came around and shared a specific statistic, like, like, um, like Joe had shared earlier, he said, if there was only one thing, I think we asked him the question, if a church could only do one thing to help in this fight against poverty or to help meet the needs, if, if a church could only do one thing, what would that be, Chet? And he, with with no regrets and with all the confidence, he said, make sure that every kid in your area of influence can read by the time they get out of the third grade. Because he said that's instrumental. The, the statistics have shown over and over again that if a child it can't read by the time they're out third grade, if somebody's illiterate, that is what's going to lead to incarceration. That's what's going to lead. Be, and, it, and it goes back to what Jill's saying, because they have to find other ways as a means to an end. You know, and a lot of that comes down to mentality too. the way they think there's a lack of confidence. You know, they don't believe in themselves to put themselves out there, or don't believe that they can learn or they may be trying to hide that, you know, not making it so public, which means that they might not be able to go land a traditional job because there's not a GED or a high school diploma or whatever. And Jill, that's what you were saying at Priority. We challenged the women that um, because of COVID, there's so many people, that are, especially our children, that there's such a spotlight on our students where we've fallen behind in school because of remote learning or a blend that it really has nothing to do with poverty right now. It's every parent that's experiencing it at some level and saying, is there anybody that can help with my child? And that's where you came in and extended us a challenge at Priority to open up our homes and to step up. And you shared a specific resource with us, and that was Language Olympics. So, Jill, go ahead and start to connect some of those dots for our listeners today. Some may have heard it, and you're going to reiterate it. Some may not have been able to participate in Priority. Why is there a special opportunity for us right now to get involved in this fight on literacy? I think this opportunity of Language Olympics is so crucial right now because of the fact, and, and it's open right now because of the fact that anyone that currently knows how to read can be a tutor in this. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have a teaching degree. You do not have to have hours and hours and hours of teaching. This curriculum consists of 30 Old Testament Bible stories. And they take those Bible stories and they'll do sight words and they'll do uh, words that you learn how to pronounce phonetically. And then they'll take those words and put in the Bible story. And then you will check for comprehension. I mean, it's simple, it's easy, and it's effective. And, and with just a short amount of training, you are able to take it and run with it. And I think it's important because if you're at all a reader, and I, I praise God for my mother every night before I went to bed. And then when I got to the point that I could read, we would take turns reading to each other. Now that built a relationship, but there are children out there struggling because of COVID, because of online learning. Children who normally wouldn't struggle, maybe, but the online and the lack of that relationship with that teacher one on one um, has caused a gap in their education. And so, educationally speaking, this is an opportunity for one on one to, to bump that child's education. But even more than that, because of it using um, scripture and Bible stories, 
it's also a chance to build a relationship with that child and to introduce that child to Jesus and to the stories of the Bible that aren't stories, but really, really happen. I'm always cautious with even my little preschoolers to say, now, is this a made up story or is this a real story? So that they know it's it's a real thing. And when you put that in the hands of a school age student and you give them the confidence that they, hey, I'm improving. Hey, I can read that word now. Hey, I know what that means. Then what you become, you become someone so important to that person. But not only that is if you have compassion in your heart and you want to share the gospel, this is a way to do it. And it's affordable for about 30 bucks. You can get this whole program and there's helps out there with it. And I just think that at this point where we're at, if you work one lesson per week, you can complete the whole program in eight months. And I just think the opportunity is now. It's ripe now. And I think the opportunity for our church is to begin to see what it's like to disciple someone. Because basically, this is a mini discipleship. Taking a, you're a mentor to this person, to this child. And some of them may have never had anyone come behind them and give them a pat on the back and encourage. And teachers, bless their heart, they have 20 or 30 students. This is your opportunity to connect one-on-one with someone in an educational and spiritual way. Right, right. And Jill, the the curriculum, I know that you are getting ready to be trained. You and Jeanette Cloyd are getting ready to be trained and using the curriculum. Um, and, and I say that and it sounds so robust. It's it's not. It's simple. We're talking, it could take minutes to train somebody to use it. And I know, friend, what you're saying, I think there's such an opportunity because of COVID with the schools that parents are just hungry, you know, and, and like I said, I think women, we can use our homes. You know, it doesn't have to be this big, robust program. You know, it can pick one. I've got two granddaughters that I'm hoping to utilize it with this summer that um, one is going into the sixth grade, one's going into the fourth grade, but that they could just use that boost. They're not strong readers, but right now their confidence level hasn't been broken. And even though my one is out of third grade, I mean, it breaks my heart and it's like, do something now, Carmen, while you can, you know, while you can lean in and do something. And myself, Jill, we're planning on using it in our community this this summer as an outreach program. And what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of put out like a service announcement, like, you know, if, if you're kid could use a little extra help we're going to do informational meetings and have them bring the tutor in other words me not provide all the tutors we're going to say find a tutor and here's a criteria can they read somebody that's available once a week somebody you trust with your kid you know or it may be adult that's getting tutored and then when they come we're going to train the tutors because you know jill where i see it as an opportunity also is i think the need is great that people will respond but they can bring whoever they want and i don't care if they have a relationship with jesus or not because it's evangelistic now they're getting exposed to the Bible stories as they're walking somebody else through it. And that's where I'm just, can I just say, Jill, I stand in amazement thinking, God, what are you doing as you're opening these doors? Because he connected us to the resources a few years back. But man, the opportunity just seems like you talk about low hanging fruit right now. You know, that's just ripe for the picking, ripe for the picking. Absolutely. And it can be done on a small scale one-on-one, or you can have, like you say, use it as an, uh, an outreach. And there may be 15 or 20 that would have a desire to have this and know how to do this. 
Yes, it's an absolute opportunity. Yeah. And I think I think I'm quoting this right. With I don't have the statistics in front of me, but I think the language Olympics basically says that they somebody can go from a first to a fifth grade reading level in a matter of eight months. Yeah, that is correct. Okay, yes. so it's not just for children. It can be. I know this because I talked to the people of Language Olympics last week. It's it can be for anybody. It can be for an adult. It could be for a student. It could be for an international student. You know, they even have curriculums for the ESL or the advanced ESL students. But we're just talking about ladies. We're challenging you to say who in your area is not literate. You know, do you know who can you help? Will you help? Will you step up to the will you step up to the plate? And in our episode notes today, you're going to see you're going to see the contact information for Language Olympics where you can go to the website. But hear me say this. We're we'll, we're willing to go on the journey with you. So if you need us to help put curriculums, you know, put a set of the books in your hands, um, you need somebody to walk side by side and, and train you, you know, how to train tutors or how to be the tutor, we can do that. And that's where I'm excited about Jill and Jeanette Cloyd both stepping up and saying we're willing to serve as we're willing to serve as these like um, I call you super users, Jill, you know, these champions of this specific literacy program, because I do think for such a time as this, we have an opportunity that we can see that's right in front of us. Absolutely. And I think also, if if you look at the fact that we're going through the abide journey, many of us now, um, the, the devotional journey, one of the signpost questions there was, what do you need to rearrange in your schedule to do what God is leading you to do? And I'm a schedule person. I'm a list person. I mean, I can pull up my phone and tell you where I need to be when I need to be there, where I'm going. I know she can, lady. She is not lying. And she will tell me where I need to be and when I need to be there, too. I'm sorry, Jill. That was just funny. But that question to me uh, stepped on toes. And that tells me that God is working, is that I need to, if I'm passionate about something, then I need to not just sit around and talk about it, but I need to put feet to those prayers and to that action. And one of the things that it brought to my mind is, you know, my my time is not my own. Monday through Friday, I'm I'm bound by my work. But any time after that, God gives us 24 hours a day. And I'm already giving two nights a week to tutoring. And during the summer, we're going to let that up to one night. Well, why couldn't I do that other night? I'm already used to doing that in my schedule. Why couldn't I use this to help another child that doesn't have an Aunt Jill? and an ant net to help. And so um, I decided that would work in my schedule. I decided God was leading that way and that he put that gatepost question in there for me to look at and, and reevaluate how I spend my time and the time that he has given us. Because just like everything that God created is gifted to us, all our money is his, all of our time is his also. That's good. That's good. Again, ladies, if you're listening um, and you're interested and you want to talk further about this, look at the episode notes and we're going to have our contact information. We'll have contact information for Language Olympics. But the reason we're, we're you're going to see us promoting this on our social media, and that's why I wanted to invite Jill back into the podcast, because the opportunity is right in front of us as your schools are getting out for the summer. You know, this is the time that you might reach out to your school and say, do you have kids that, you know, that that could benefit from this, that they may connect you. But I really think if you just go at the community with your parents, your parents are going to respond like never before, especially people that they can trust and have safe places to send their kids. But um, such an opportunity because of 
we've just had such, I don't, I don't want to say broken, but just not normal school years because of the pandemic, you know, in the way, and it's just impacted everybody greatly. But again, don't miss the fact that there are, there are plenty of adults, like Jill is saying, that can't read and find ways to engage them and invite them into the, to the program. But um, it, it'll only work if we step up and we all do our part, right? If we all step up and say, hmm, who around me can't read? Mm-hmm. Who has God put in my in my environment can't read? And ladies, let me use that as a as a reminder. Just like Jill encourages many of you guys over and over, God does not intend us to do this journey alone. So this is my reminder. You know, if you're not connected with us and part of that Illinois Baptist Women community, we're just ordinary women serving an extraordinary God. But we can share resources and we can encourage each other and spur each other on. So if you're not connected, connect with us. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. You can follow us on Instagram. At, at Illinois Baptist Women, or check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Jill, I, I, like I said, I, I'm glad you joined us. Um, I wanted just to share a little bit more about that information. They're going to see it promoted on our social media. You're willing to take their hand and walk them through it. Um, what might, you know, as we, as we close, what might you want to say into the women to spur them on or to encourage them around this topic of, of why, why they should not step up to the plate? You know, what, what would you say that person thinks? I don't know that this is for me. I don't think it will be for every woman. There will be times in your life that you just absolutely are doing all you can to make it day by day. But I think that there are probably women or men out there that this piques their interest. And I would say every time God opens a door, we need to pray about the opportunity. Is this God? Are you just making me aware of this? Or is this something you want to utilize in my life? And so I would say prayerfully consider it. Like I did with the uh, doing the abide journey. I had to prayerfully consider and look at my schedule. And am I willing to offer that to God and say yes, and then him tell me what to do? Because we know that God is at work around us. It may not be raining today, but it's raining somewhere afar off. And eventually it will come to us. And so we have to be able to be prepared and be ready when the rain comes today for us to be prepared for it. And so I would say, uh, don't just take this as, oh, yeah, it's another podcast. Oh, that was interesting. But to take a moment and ask God, is this something that you want me to participate in? That's good. That's that's wisdom, friend. That's wisdom. Good deal. Well, Jill, thank you for taking time out of your day and, and joining me so that we could bring the, in real time, bring this topic back before our women. Cause like I said, I've had, I've had so many reaching out that's had an interest since priority. And I, I don't want that to dwindle. You know, I just, I want to be able to seize that opportunity. So thank you, friend. Thank you very much. Welcome. I will put my captain's hat back on. <laughs> ah, you do that. You do that. All right. <laughs> Ladies, it, thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, we're here to walk this journey with you. If there's anything we can do to help you, you know how to reach us. And we'll look forward to seeing you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.